0: ranging from agriculture, construction, infrastructure, artisans, and many others, so
1: that we can begin to break the intergenerational cycle of poverty whilst being building resilient, sustainable, vibrant, and climate-smart communities. To complement this, we are also remodeling the Community Works Programme, we intend to use this program to promote active citizenry through employment of cooperative small business and community-based organizations. Uh, by the next year's budget, 2021-22, uh, we'll be using this remodeled CWP. Honorable members, as I address you, South Africa ranks fifth in the global COVID, Infection in, marine in terms of numbers. to Without the use efforts of the frontline
0: workers,
1: our situation would have been far worse. We take this opportunity to salute the frontline workers, especially the health workers, the security services, and mass. And address others. you, they are our last so the line of defense. defense. We also, also wish to meet. acknowledge and infection in the efforts and the contribution of the Cuban Brigade. Muchas gracias, compañeros. We also take this opportunity to extend our condolences to all those who have lost their lives through COVID. The fight against COVID requires all of us to play our part. To recall the words of President Mandela, I quote one of the challenges of our time is to reinstate in the consciousness of our people that sense of human solidarity, of being in the world for one another and because of and through others, those quotes. by wearing a mask, washing your hands, sanitizing surfaces, and maintaining a safe distance. At home, in public transport, at work, we protect ourselves, but we also protect our families, friends, communities, and the nation. Companies and employers must ensure that these health and hygiene protocols are observed. Those who are over 60 and South Africa ranks fifth in the global disease. Our children are to cope. to stay at home. No one you know, say, there, is a the the so life life. out there yes. our, our situation is we far away. Away. I would um, like to opportunity to salute the people I conclude, I special the to with the and the members of the, the, the money, business, and members of the and current, the members yeah, the They are our last national house. We also wish to acknowledge the the house as a whole for cooperating with us so well, especially during this time. The commission of CRM, the deputy ministers, Deputy Minister Darwin Mapela. I wish also to thank the DGs, CEO of MISA, heads of entities that we work with, and the entire COCTA family. We also would request support and approval, honorable members, of the readjusted budget, which totals 107 million, billion. Over and above this, an additional five hundred and forty-four is allocated for job creation. I'd like to thank you very much for listening.
2: Thank you, Honorable Minister. Uh, Honorable members, before we proceed, I wish to announce that we, as the presiding officers and all members of the National Assembly, wish to associate ourselves with the words of condolence the Honorable Minister expressed towards the Mlangeni family uh, in the passing away of Isitwalandwe Landwe, Andrew Melangeni, who has been a member of the National Assembly for a very long time. May he so rest in peace, and I will request us just to observe a moment of silence. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Members. The next speaker is the Honourable Mutambi.
3: Our chairperson, thank you so much. Uh, Minister and Deputy Ministers, including the Uh, other ministers that are part of this session. Honorable uh, colleagues who are members of Parliament. The Chairperson of the CL Rights Commission. The chairperson of the National House of Traditional Leadership, president of SALGA, distinguished guests. As we transverse this beautiful country to visit municipalities in our oversight responsibility as the Portfolio Committee for Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, we see firsthand the conquered frontiers and progress. On the other hand, as well as the unmet challenges and utter stagnation on the other. We meet practitioners and stakeholders on both sides of the divide, those that are propelling municipality on a trajectory of excellence and sound performance, as well as those that are inhibiting and hemorrhaging these institutions to failure. A practitioner in one of our engagements as he was presenting to the committee, he said this I quote, let's leave local government in a better place today than we found it in yesterday. Upon reflection, our sure chairperson, if those of us who are vested with this responsibility for the performance of local government had to adopt this mantra diligently since the transition of local government some 20 years ago. Local government will be on a higher place today. While there is excellence somewhere, for example, mm-hmm. in the case of a municipality mm-hmm. that has thrown out achieved clean for several years, there is mediocrity somewhere else where an entity of the state has failed to address the water problems in a world for over a year. So it is in this context, the mm-hmm. House Chairperson and Honourable Members of the good the bad, the ugly, that will approach this debate on, on the, this budget vote, adjusted budget vote. Yes, Charles Sheperson, while we were dealing with the good and the bad of local governments, the ugly is the minister, as just said, of the COVID-19 pandemic emerged. However, unlike the guns and dynamite of the once popular Western movie, I believe most of you know it, called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, we need to apply results, hard work, innovation, common sense, and teamwork to overcome the dismal realities we are confronted with. As the Portfolio Committee, our chairperson, we must say, our friend, we welcome this special adjustment budget for the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. In particular, the proposed upward adjustment from 96.2 billion to 107.1 billion in the overall budget of the Department of Cooperative Governance. The department, you will recall colleagues, it is at the heart of the national COVID-19 response in two ways. Firstly, it is responsible for the implementation of the disaster management regulations, which are guiding the country through the various stages of the national lockdown. The regulations give effect to President Cyril Ramaphosa's declaration of the state of national disaster in South Africa on the 15th of March 2020, following the declaration of the global COVID-19 pandemic by the World Health Organization. Honorable members, you will recall that these regulations have been subjected to a number of court challenges. However, the court judgment have come out predominantly in favor of the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, thus affirming the legitimacy the regulations these are the milestones which are worth upholding and celebrating secondly honorable members the department has a constitutional mandate to oversee and support the local and provincial spheres of government which are responsible for implementing many aspects of the this pandemic although the provincial share of nationally raised revenue contracts compared to the 2020 budget Provinces committed to reprioritize 20 billion of their provincial equitable share budget to the COVID-19 response. The local government share, on the other hand, received a net increase of 5.3 percent. Local governments accordingly received an additional 11 billion through the equitable share. The reprioritization of the 9 billion within the allocated conditional grants adds up to make 20 billion available for municipalities to provide improved access to water and sanitation, temporary shelters for the homeless people, sanitation, of public transport, and uh, public facilities. This is in line with what the president announced in his 21 April 2020 address to the nation. With this additional allocation, it will be possible for municipalities to provide and additional 1.4 million households with free basic services if they become indigent because of loss of income during this pandemic. Honourable members, through the community works program and the minister, the department has a vital contribution to make towards the best job creation and protection initiatives as well as the use of infrastructure spending as a lever for economic recovery. As the government rolled out a repurposed public employment program over the media, we call on the department to expedite the remodeling and redesign of the community service program to address the key issues that have led to it receiving two consecutive disclaim audit opinions in the last two financial years. This will excite the Honorable National House Chairperson of the House of Traditional Leadership. You will recall that the adjusted budget has also uh, expressed a reduction of $3 to the budget of the Department Mm. of Traditional Affairs. This mainly affects projects that will not be feasible given the COVID-19 social distancing protocols as well as projects that still await the proclamation of the traditional and cohesion leadership of 2019. The, the department will do well to also add time frame to some of its revised targets. It must improve its contribution to the maintenance of traditional council infrastructure and the place of business to the role of the institution of traditional hierarchy and gender-based violence. The department could also improve on intervention relating to the solution at the level of senior traditional leaders, as well as on the resourcing of traditional leaders to enable them to participate meaningfully in government structures. Honorable members, as a committee, we are determined to ensure that there's accountability in relation to the spending of the COVID-19 funds by municipalities. Some municipalities have been in the spotlights for abusing these funds. We have already called some of these municipalities to come to Parliament to account. We also came out and demanded accountability when we had the heartbreaking stories of councillors who were found wanting, for instance, looting food parcels and violating and uh, uh, the COVID-19 re- regulations. We are therefore aging also and the department to intensify the monitoring of COVID-19 related expenditure by municipalities to ensure that there is no spending on salaries and the other nine COVID-19 related expenditure. Honorable members, the committee is also mindful that COVID-19 intervention in the municipality comes on top of the underlying and deep seated challenges in South Africa, a uh, local government sector, including the underspending
2: Member, of Honorable capital Mende, budgets. Your time has now expired.
3: The department the, we hereby by support the budget vote.
2: Thank you, House Chair. Thank you, Honorable Mende. The next speaker is the Honorable Hussein.
4: Honourable President, thank you very much. I wish to start by extending on behalf of the DA our condolences and best wishes to the thousands of families who have in one way or another been directly affected by the spread of COVID-19 in our country. We meet at an unprecedented time in our country. Never before has the entire world been shut down and affected us all in such a devastating manner. And whilst this is the time to reflect on how the pandemic has affected each and every single one of us, It is also a time to reflect on how we, as the leaders of our nation, responded to this pandemic. Given that Minister Lamine-Zuma is the political head ultimately responsible for the management of the COVID-19 pandemic through the Disaster Management Act, it is the appropriate time and opportunity to reflect on and analyze the work of her department on this occasion. Allow me firstly, Chairperson, to extend our appreciation to the Chairperson of the CoCta Portfolio as well as other members of this portfolio from across political parties. Since the lockdown began, this portfolio has actively played its part in conducting effective oversight of municipalities from across the country who appeared before us to account for their interventions to curb the spread of the virus. <coughs> Excuse me. It was during these occasions that this portfolio committee became exposed to the real state of our municipalities and just how effective our governments have been in their work to protect the most vulnerable in our society. I think it would be fair to say, Chairperson, that our collective experiences thus far have been very concerning. Whilst there are some pockets of excellence in some areas, the large majority of interventions have been a dismal failure. Let me share with you why I make such a strong statement. Chairperson, while governments across the world have been doing everything humanly possible to protect its citizens from COVID-19, our government have been designing regulations that border on madness. Instead of fighting the spread of the virus and protecting our citizens, instead of fighting the high rate of corruption and looting, our Minister Dlamini Zuma has been fighting against Zol and alcohol. And while she was focusing on Zol and alcohol, here's a brief snapshot of what was really going on in our country. After more than 100 days of lockdown, thousands of poor residents still don't have access to water to wash their hands. Dozens of schools still don't have decent toilets for children. Crooked politicians and officials are colluding with businesses for their personal benefit. Quarantine facilities in the Eastern Cape, owned by the family of the MEC for transporting that province, were contracted to the department so that they can benefit from the crisis there. And Minister Glamini Zuma was focused on Zol and alcohol. The speaker in the Ortambo municipality He received invoices amounting to about 4.8 million rand from a questionable training company to teach a few thousand people about the virus when this information is actually available free of charge on TV, radio, and social media. And when the municipal manager refused to pay, he was suspended. And where was Minister Lamini Zuma, Zol, and Alcohol? The KZN Department of Social Development spent more than 22 million rand on blankets. Each of these blankets costed about 460 rand. The Naledi municipality in the northwest paid 1,265 rand for a dust mask that usually costs about 20 rand. Thermometers that are usually about 200 rand were sold to the Department of Education in KZN for 2,500 rand each, and they didn't even have batteries. Where was Minister Lamini Zuma, Zol and alcohol? Chairperson, these are only just a few examples that I can speak of in this little time allocated to me. There are dozens more examples of looting that will emerge in this time. But corrupt politicians and officials in government departments are making every effort to, to ensure that this disaster does not go to waste. They are murdering the state for every penny and not a single person has been thrown into jail. Because our Minister is fighting golf and alcohol. It is why, Chair we are calling on Minister Garoshari to refocus her efforts and take immediate steps to stem the flow of corrupt activities. In municipalities and provinces, before there is nothing left to steal, the minister and her department must refocus their energies in fighting COVID nineteen and not the citizens of our country. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you, honorable member.
4: The next speaker is Honourable Kalipiti.
6: Thank you very much, House Chair. House Chair, please allow the to House Chair EFF rejects this budget vote of the Department of Corporate Government and Traditional Affairs. Local government in South Africa is supposed to be a sphere of government that is at the forefront of service delivery. Municipalities and municipal services were supposed to be the last defense for our people against COVID-19. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Our people are on their own. Majority of municipalities are dysfunctional and they've been dysfunctional for a very long time. In his latest results of municipal audit, the Auditor General correctly characterized the looting that is taking place at municipal level and said, all bad, wrong, and filthy hands of politicians and officials are at the till of municipal coffers, busy looting resources are supposed to be taken to our people. Your department, Minister, like municipalities, is also mired with corruption, irregular and wasteful expenditure. In previous year, the department reported a total of 11.9 billion unauthorized expenditure and 2 billion fruitless and wasteful expenditure, a fatal environment for corruption. Mesa CO is charged with corruption and is business as usual, no suspension, no action, no answer from a written question from your minister. Out of 257 municipalities, only 20 municipalities have a clean audit. But we still have mayors as political leaders in all those municipalities enjoying benefits. And others have been elevated to lead Zalka at national and provincial level, while their municipalities are rotten to the core. This 11 billion special adjustment budget will continue giving looters of all municipalities, such as Or Tambo district, a green light to loot more than four, four, 4 million that they have already looted. Last week at Etequigny Municipalities, hawks raided municipal officials' residents in probing corruption worth 200 million in water and sanitation department, a department that is expected to fight COVID. This is not new, though. We all know that the former mayor and a sizable number of ANC councillors are charged with corruption, but they are still councillors. And long before that, Minister, there was a Manasseh report that detailed corruption and was swept under the carpet, and those implicated were rewarded with senior positions as emissaries as mayors, etc. If you agree with the Special Adjustment Budget Minister, it will mean that from who have reported on the 10th of June, the best pipe of waste, no one from municipality came to fix it until the community had to get a local plumber as they could not live with human waste all over the place. It will mean that irregular expenditure of 2.4 billion of BCM for COVID-19, which they intend to write it off without accountability, and West part Minister, the MEC of Cokta in the province, a man who's supposed to be fighting corruption, he is promoting corruption, and there's no consequences from anyone, from NC leadership, from the Cokta department, from your office minister. It will mean that 100 million irregular tender awarded for water at Ndambi municipality will continue, thanks to the court who stopped this. It will mean that in various municipality, the officials who allocated 80 million for water project, but cannot can only account for 5 million will continue to loot as usual. It will mean that the looting will continue at Metama Hulu municipality, where by 21.7 million that approved for a sport complex, but only the fence was erected. No consequences in this department. Minister, why in Zigayeto mayor? who was charged with sexual harassment, is still a mayor. Why mayor of Alfred Zou, Mayor Sikolile, is still a mayor after beating her own family member? This and many other cases are examples of how this department has failed its mandates. But the challenge of local governments in South Africa minister is both ideological and structural. As the EFF said, South Africa Industrial Police should be based on land redistribution, beneficiation, and decentralized industrialization. At the moment, the majority of municipalities are the only economic activity in town, and this is not sustainable. We must give our people land. We must build industries in all municipalities and create jobs for our people. We must allocate the majority of the revenue where we raise nationally to local government, and amend the Municipal Finance Management Act to compel municipalities to spend 80% in local produce goods. Our municipalities must build food markets, must build malls and industrial sites that emerging manufacturers can rent for a fee, much less what is charged by the greedy private sector. We must repurpose our municipalities for life under COVID-19, but the failure to allocate enough resources and deal decisively with corruption, which is the major, major problem, means that we are stamping a meaningless budget special adjustment that will not have an impact in the lives of our people. At the end of the day, municipalities that cannot deliver water, simple water, will continue to fail. Municipalities that cannot collect waste will not start collecting refuse. And useless provinces that have failed to step up in the fight against COVID-19, will continue to be a waste of resources. We we'll reject this budget. Thank you.
2: It's now expired. Thank you. The next speaker is the Honourable Honourable Members, I have cautioned you that you cannot just switch on your microphone and do as you please. I will remove you from this virtual platform without any further caution or warning. I now recognize the Honorable Lutuli.
0: Is the Honorable Lutuli available? If
2: not, we'll go to the next speaker.
7: He is available,
0: but oh yeah. He was
8: not able to unmute. The Honorable Lutuli. He's still muted, uh, Chair. He thinks he's speaking, but he's muted. Well, then we'll proceed to the yes. next speaker. The Honorable I... Members. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Members, a few weeks ago, the mm-hmm. audit general General his latest municipality audit report shown the extent of the disintegration of the municipality in no uncertain terms, we are facing the we are facing the collapse of the local government in case in case that and alone, only one out of fifty four municipalities receiving a, a, a clean audit from the auditor general for. 2018 to 2019 financial period, and 6.5 billion rand in irregular expenditure was incurred in the prov- in the province. The h Metro alone incurred 22.34 billion rand, which shocking results for only that the question of oversight and of the municipality, but also their ability to manage the financial impact of COVID-19 on consideration of the budget adjustment for the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs and affect entities. The IFP, in general, supports support the, budget, the, the budgetary adjustment, however, remains highly concerned about the poor of <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> As we have to share, the China- budget will introduce, an, will introduce an increase of 11 billion for the local government, equitably shared to enable the municipality to respond to the local needs, which includes the temporary homes and shelters. The IFP also remains highly concerned about the community work program. There is an absolute lack of details of what the substantial amount allocated to this program in being used for during this lockdown period. The IFP sus, suspect that the funds are being used as a, a means of canvas community support for the uh, uh, upcoming local election by the ANC. And we demand a detailed breakdown of the programs, budget, and expenditures and the local government plays an important role into managing the impact of COVID-19 affected communities, especially in ensuring the provision of water sanitation and access to housing. However, considering the complete design of the management of of the municipality, the, the pub the public is left with very little faith that local government will not loot the the public purse. The IFP calls on the Department of Cooperation, Government and Traditional Affairs to prove more safeguards and oversight in this regard. In addition to this concern, the IFP also support the Portfolio Committee on Cooperative Government and Traditional Affairs views that it is unacceptable, unacceptable for the department to aim for the target 80, 80% in respect of the functional municipality, Public Accounts Committee and Budget Committee on the municipality. We agree that it Multiple is non negotiable for that yeah, uh, 207 yeah. municipality have functional.
2: Thank you, Honorable Nutuli. Thank you. The speaker is the Honorable Groenewald.
9: Thank you, Chair. Honorable Chairperson, it is not the money that matters, it is how you use it, how you use it that determines it true value. The Honorable Vessel said during the recent debate on DORA that while there is an expectancy on the taxpayers to fund state projects, there is more and more the question in the minds of the taxpayers as to why they should pay taxes if they do not receive services and corruption is an epidemic. Chair, this question becomes more and more relevant during the COVID-19 pandemic when taxpayers hear funds looted and misspent. To name a few, government officials claiming from the community works program and claim for deceased people the UIF scandal, the Northwest Health Department crisis, the Eastern Cape health crisis and the ambulance scandal, inflated prices of PPE procurement of government, a loss of 32 billion rand due to fraud and corruption, only 20 out of 257 municipalities received clean audits, a 1.2 billion rand expense in consultants officials and officials are employed at exorbitant salaries to do the very job outsourced to such. Appointments made fraudulently. <clears throat> officials involved in FBS and a call for the dismissed official to return to work. Councilors selling food parcels meant for the poor. Electricity blackouts due to municipal non-payments. Collapse municipal infrastructure. Then SIU revealed that since 2002, only 32 corruption, corruption investigations mm-hmm. were concluded out of the 239 cases and only 13 convictions. Kickback from 10 entrepreneurs and companies of official that get irregular contracts with massive (coughs) overpriced and the list can still go on. Yet government sees it fit to increase the budget of municipalities through the equitable share to the amount of 11 billion rand, but reprioritize the drought drought relief funds and give less money for municipal infrastructure. The report states that the reprioritization of the funds will assist an additional 1.4 million households. Assistance with regards to basic services such as water and electricity is much needed during the trying times, but it is only short-term and unsustainable. Funds should be prioritized to create a conducive environment for economic growth and job creation. Infrastructure, maintenance, and development and service delivery on local level are needed to create such an environment where private sector can grow and invest. Achbare spieker, of achbare voorzitter, die COVID-19 pandemie beklinkt toen die onbevoegdheid van die ANC, waar dan nou eerst plek is waar water geïnstalleerd wordt wens die krisis. Maar is dit in sommige plekken, is, is my quasi-heelsmunicipaliteit slechts die watertanks, wat daar geplaatst wordt zonder enige krana of kopplings. Waar is die waarde van geld, in hoe kom nou eerst? Sou die miljarden wat verloren is aan wanbestuur en ongelmatige nie reeds lankel de instandhouding van infrastruktuur kon bevond nie? Is the increase in municipal rates and taxes value for money in terms of how it is being spent? There are municipalities who literally no service delivery takes place. The Fuby Local Municipality, which has been under Section 139 administration for the past more than three years, is a prime example. No refit removal for the past four years, no maintenance or repairs to water pipelines. The community fixes uh, burst pipes themselves. The community is doing service delivery themselves, but they still have to pay rates and taxes. So they are paying double. Is this fair, Minister? What are they paying for? The gant for the gauwe eier lay is moege lay. The belastings and tariff are not always going to hold don't have to pay for the funds while they don't have to pay for services. Belastings and tariff be must be Thank you, um, for, um, so, Kerstin, where, where? The next speaker is the Honorable Deputy
2: Minister for Cooperative Governance the Honourable Deputy Minister. House Chairperson, Ministers
10: and Deputy Ministers, Honourable Members, Chairperson and members of the National House of Traditional Leaders, President of SALCA, Leadership of Chapter Nine Institutions, DGs and CEO of MESA, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you sincerely for the platform to address the National Assembly during this budget debate. Fellow South Africans, overnight we heard the news of the passing of Andrew Lange, a former former member of this assembly, the last remaining Rebunia Chinese, a recipient of the presidential order for meritorious service called from President Nelson Mandela in 1999 and a freeman of the city of Toronto. His passing signifies an end to a generation of freedom fighters. Honourable members, last year at the budget vote, we noted that local government is confronted mainly with challenges of governance, financial management, and systemic issues around and functions. In her presentation to the 2020-21 Adjustment, adjustment Budget address, the Honorable Minister Ramini Zuma highlighted these challenges amongst others, the adverse findings of the Auditor General and the interventions required. The Minister's leadership in this regard has been instrumental in what work we do. FOCTA continues to exercise its mandatory functions in relation to the implementation of Section 139 of the Constitution, as we have been at pains to emphasize The use of Section 139 as an instrument is an instrument of last resort. Rather, we should place greater emphasis on Section 154 through the district development model as a key mechanism for support to local government. Excuse me. We know that the Northwest province has some of the highest numbers of Section 139 interventions. In this regard, we work very closely with the late MEC for COCTA, Honourable in identifying the source of the challenges and jointly developing the responses. Thus, this untimely death leaves a huge void in that effort. As the Cooperative Governance Department, it is my contention that there is hope in action to ensure that the objectives and targets are delivered specifically getting municipalities to be accountable and improve governance, boldly confronting poor administrative and financial mismanagement, and to respond to the systemic and functional design issues that affect local governments. We set all targets in the MTSF in our own strategic plan and in our our APP, with focus on policy, legislative, institutional, finance, and regulatory interventions. Under the leadership of the Honourable Cheperson Mutambi, it has, the portfolio committee has been a key platform for engagement, oversight, and accountability. We've refined our strategic agenda, rigorously assessed our performance, and we're now focusing on, on fast tracking our high-impact programs. Honourable members, open action is evident in our unwavering resolution of the administrative issues in the community work program. A program with a twofold goal, and that is first youth not in employment, education and training, and secondly, support the establishment of cooperatives and social businesses in local economies. In the current cycle, as per the cabinet decision, we're finalizing the revised CWP model to enhance its effectiveness. As we implement this program, Allow me to pay my last respects to COCTA's Chief Director, Mr. Sitisho, who recently passed away. Ladies and gentlemen, hope in action is apparent in the development of the Smart Cities Framework for South Africa. Under this framework, work is underway to roll out the effective project of smart meters and grids, which are a key enablement for smart electricity. As we reimagine a new energy future for municipalities in line with their constitutional mandate as the regulation agents of electricity. The objective is to create a marketplace for a diverse energy mix, which also provide whilst also provides providing opportunities for energy entrepreneurs. Together with sister departments, Salka and other
5: departments.
10: We work closely under the guidance of the Deputy President Mabuza and the ESCOM political trust team to address some of the inherent challenges that confront electricity distribution. As a sector, our task includes, amongst others, to comprehensively review the revenue system of local government, to proactively resolve debt old to ESCOM, bring together role players and social partners to resolve the more than $185 billion owed to municipalities, the appointment of an electricity ombudsman to address matters of disputes between energy supplier and the distributor, and to also undertake a a comprehensive communication strategy to improve relations between local governments and communities. Lastly, we need to reconfigure our energy distribution sector so that we address the triple challenges of climate change energy efficiency and unreliable supply. Honorable members, an all-of-government approach is central in remodeling a viable and sustainable financial architecture for local government. In this period of the new normal, social compacting with the private sector, non-governmental organizations, financing institutions, and the international community is indispensable. It is important to increase financing for municipal infrastructure through a range of instruments, including blended financing instruments, pooled financing, and a private sector participation model. Honourable members, hope in action is evident with our continued work with the Municipal Infrastructure Support Agency. This ongoing work requires transforming the capacity and capacitating MISA to provide tailor made support to municipalities and also to propose financial solutions to fund municipal infrastructure, explore the possibility of a municipal bank, set up and implement frameworks of framework contracts in line with the standards for infrastructure procurement for use by municipalities, and identifying project pipelines for accessing climate finance mechanisms. Honorable members, it is indeed a truism that COVID-19 is both a crisis and a portal to opportunities. COCTA is making steady progress to meet the outcomes of our annual performance plan. Our work together with partners, Salka, traditional leaders, and traditional councils has already begun to yield results. And as a list of projects we continue to indicate in this regard, including 115 boreholes. That have been implemented together with Irisano and Mesa, finalizing the rehabilitation of the electronic water pump station in Maruja finalizing the construction of water supply infrastructure in Enyaati and Pookwe villages in Abakurusi, and began the important construction and refurbishment of the Ammon for Wastewater and Waterworks. Waste. Honorable members. Deputy Minister Wapela continues to exercise decisive leadership in bringing together the cocta family and traditional leaders to implement the Agrarian Revolution Program. The Department of Cooperative Governance through the Community Works Program made available an amount of 100 million rand to 14 traditional communities who have benefited from the implementation of this program. Traditional leaders have set aside 1 million hectares of land and will identify an additional 6 million hectares for communal land for the implementation of the agrarian reform program. In conclusion, as long as we continue our multifaceted work in service of the people of South Africa, we will indeed pay pay homage to those honorable members who have lost their lives due to COVID-19. Allow me to dedicate this speech to them and all South Africans who have lost their lives. This week will be laying to rest my comrades and colleague in the Gauteng Provincial Executive of the ANC, the Honorable Mapiti matsena who died at the hands of criminals. May he too rest in peace. Nothing is better than death. Open action for local government is an ongoing process to ensure ultimately that indeed today is better than yesterday and that tomorrow will be better than today. Thank you very
2: much. Thank you very much, Honorable Deputy Minister.
11: The next speaker is the Honorable Fring. Uh, Thank you, Honorable House Chair. The ACDP notes that this adjustment budget of 107.1 billion uh, has increased from 96.2 billion and the additional 544 million appropriated for labor-intensive infrastructure programs. The ACTP is also on record for expressing his concern of the 20 billion allocated to dysfunctional municipalities to provide emergency water supply, increased sanitation of public transport, and facilities to provide food and shelter to the homeless. If these billions, honourable chair of Rands, were to be properly utilised, ensuring that service delivery actually takes place, it would be money well spent. Unfortunately, this does not appear to be the case. According to community activist Mary De Haas, government officials and counselors stand accused of sealing food parcels meant for the poor, with others distributing food parcels along party lines or giving these food parcels to their families, friends, and allies. There has been little to no consequent management and reports suggest that endemic corrupt- corruption continues to dominate in local government regardless of the consequences. In addition, just yesterday, the KZN Premier addressed the media over irregular procurement of PPEs and blankets Mm. worth millions of rands. Honourable House Chairperson, this greedy, corrupt, and fraudulent Mm. virus at local, government, provincial, and national level that continues to move with impunity, preying on the poor and vulnerable, must be dealt with and dealt with speedily. If this is not done... It will leave more casualties than the COVID-19 virus itself. Billions of rands are set to go to local governments. But what are the conditions of these? The recent municipal audit report of Kimi Makweta, the AG, revealed that of the 257 municipalities, only 20 have clean audits. 31% of municipalities are in a vulnerable financial position. The total deficit in local government is 6.29 billion, 23 municipalities didn't submit their financial statements on time, 229 completed audits. uh, Of those, there was 2.07 billion of fruitless wasteful expenditure, while close to 12 billion was unauthorized. Annual irregular expenditure increased from 25.2 billion to 32.06 billion. KwaZulu Natal was the top contributor with 6.47 billion. In Itakwini municipality alone, the main culprit accounting for 2.34 billion of the province's irregular expenditure. Can we trust these municipalities with the reallocated billions? I think not. To those who have stolen from the poor, shame on you. But let this be known you will be judged. The ACDP stands ready to replace those corrupted individuals with credible, comp- competent, trustworthy, and God-fearing servant leaders. The ACDP does not support this adjustment budget. Thank you, House Chair.
2: Thank you, Honorable Member. I will now end over to the Honorable Mahau, who is the next speaker. The Honorable Mahau. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson.
1: Honorable members of the House, one of the responsibilities of this House is to ensure that we put South Africa first as aligned with the COCTA values we strive to advance the principles yet. Yet we still have municipalities with dysfunctional control environments led and guided by greedy hands that keep taking from the impoverished communities. The wake of the coronavirus pandemic Exposed many irregularities in municipal tenders that were reported not to be in line with the MFMA, individual supply chain management policies of municipalities, and a broad and in broad conservation of treasury regulation. It's said news uh, members that the same COCTA, which is supposed to do is support to give support to municipalities, as per the section 154 of the constitution. As per the Auditor General report, details a shocking lack of internal controls, non-compliance with legislations, hundreds of millions lost through payments made to wrong suppliers, ghost and non-qualifying government employees. What we're saying, Chairperson, uh, is that this department is supposed to, do, to, to give that support to municipalities, sometimes that the report from Auditor General is so scary, whereby the Auditor General's report reflects the extreme abuse of the public purse, high levels of corruption, maladministration. Unfortunately, there is a lack of oversight from both the finance department and UCOCTA itself. There is no accountability at all at that level, and no consequence management is done by both municipal managers and the mayor, which means that the minister must come closer to that. It is unacceptable that 1.2 billion is paid to consultants so preparations
3: of financial statements, you <laughs> begin to ask yourself. <laughs> the to the the and the managers who have been a to do
5: some other functions. in place. What you are saying, to
1: we need mm-hmm. to enough. This kind of this kind, of, this kind of, that unfortunately has alone. Mm-hmm. Like,
12: the
10: <laughs>
1: Devils, you are not regular and wasteful expenditure of 72 billion. That I mean. has been used towards mean. ensuring that the state's capacity is operated at a maximum in giving much needed service to the people. Honorable Minister, now more than ever, South Africa needs leaders of integrity to be servants who are to people, yeah. not, not take from the people, any person will take from the communities in South Africa must be the full Honourable might
2: members, of the your time has Thank you. Thank you. Honorable members, before I call the next speaker, I want to hand over to the Honorable Mashlawle, who will preside over the remainder of this mini plenary. The next speaker is the Honorable Sheikh Imam. Honorable Mashlawle, can you take over, please?
13: Thank, thank you very much, Chair. And, 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 and let me welcome the presentation that was made by the Minister earlier on and the Deputy mm-hmm. Minister. Now, let me just start off by I, my, my my presentation today is going to be twofold, there, Chairperson. The first one is I want to highlight the, the challenges that we seem to be having, particularly with communication in terms of the regulations that have been made or put in place in terms of its implementation. I'll give a good example. You know, the South African police services and law enforcement is not able to, to ensure there's a high level of compliance because they are not even certain what times businesses should be closing in order to comply with the curfew. So I think we have a bit of a challenge in terms of communication and how we get the, the message out to the masses. And very importantly, I think people on the ground and businesses do not know and understand. In fact, I think there's no mechanism to deal with the different levels of of uh, of, of whether it's the people on the ground and, and and businesses and things, in terms of what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. But having said that, I want to agree with the minister that what we don't have in the country at the moment is economic independence. But I want to also add, minister, that you are not able to do this alone. And remember that uh, we've said this before, that you might change the ministers and you have inherited a department that already was in trouble pre-COVID-19. Now, remember that uh, in order to achieve economic independence, we need to deal with the, with the three Cs, and that is the corruption, the capacity of the people that you employ in your department, and also ensure there is consequence management. And that's where I think we seem to have a problem. But let me just add with some of the solutions that we believe as the NFP where we might be, and we know and understand, Minister, that you are one of those ministers that are always willing to listen and implement some of these things. There is very le- little lack of, of, of commitment, sorry, that's the term I should use, by public representatives. The added other problem is the budgeting process. They The budgeting does not speak to the people on the ground and their needs. And I'm glad that we're coming up with a zero uh, budgeting uh, uh, and planning, uh, which I think will go a long way in talking to the needs of the people and letting them own and be part and parcel of it. The other thing is, Minister, what which you should, should be doing is making each study. of these ministers the first that is, is piece of land They that cannot we have be relying on handouts from provincial and like national government. I know it's I'm difficult. Of some them. of them mm. are mm. very rural, but they need to attract mm. investment. The they need to attract head, business. Head, they need to deal with the public-private sector to be able to attract businesses and create employment and become
8: self-sufficient. One of the
13: major problems minister is procurement. We're losing 40% on goods and services, and we know most can no. you move over to the next He's in the local piece of land? Of um, that if hands you give a good realize. example, the okay. is, Minister, if you want to see you will find that quality of seed off during COVID mm. 19. An ideal this example is of it was this, 1, thousand of mm. just this is five not for So we'd like you to put some this, of these in. And if this is not fully your time. Say, the
11: genitalia of a drunken thank man you very much uh,
0: members we will now move mm. to the next speaker who it is honorable, honorable of anyone who is sober Woo. rape cases have
8: happened between male mm. and female okay when thank you very much with,
1: mm. my god Many person, people
8: would rather live in
1: Honourable
5: ministers, intoxication. Ministers, so that they are honorable intoxication. honorable deputy ministers, honorable members, honorable members of the portfolio committee, distinguished guest surveil. Chairperson, allow me to pass my deepest sympathies to the families of uh, the family of Isitulande, Baba Umlangeni, the families of Comrade Mapiti Mazena and the family of Comrade Masamol. May their soul rest in peace. The ANC support this budget vote. In 1998, South Africa was given a historic opportunity to transform local government to meet the challenges faced by people of South Africa. It was also given a distinctive status and role in building democracy and promoting socioeconomic development. The primary purpose was to make sure local government is capable of meeting the new developmental objectives, which aimed at creating a better life for all. In pursuit of providing quality service delivery, it is highly expected that local government must also strive to promote the Bill of Rights, which reflects South Africa's value about human dignity, equality, and freedom, and uphold the principles enshrined in the Constitution, enhancing the district developmental model. The district developmental model should strive for the adoption of successful initiatives like the KwaZulu-Natal model of Operation Sukuma Sake. Stand up and build. This operation is a call for the people of KwaZulu-Natal to overcome the issue, destroying communities such as poverty, unemployment, crime, substance abuse, HIV, and tuberculosis. Subsequently, initiatives of this nature can be vitalized to fight against the COVID-19 pandemic which has since become a global health crisis. The ANC appreciates the stride made by governments and private sector since the declaration of the state of disaster through Section 27 of the Disaster Management Act of 2002. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought South Africans together where a unity of purpose has been displayed, improving the responsiveness of all species of government having said all the above the district developmental model has reminded us that south africa has an intergovernmental system that is based on the principle of cooperation between the three spheres of government namely local provincial and national while responsibility for certain functions is allocated to a specific sphere. Many other functions are shared among the three spheres. It is important to note and understand the allocation of functions to local government as a direct bearing on the local government fiscal framework. Therefore, municipalities should provide that with access to revenue sources that are comm- commensurate with the powers and functions that They are responsible for the ANC welcomes the remodeled community work programs. This program plays a pivotal role in skilling development and job creation and therefore needs sufficient funding so that it leads up to the expectations of beneficiaries and South Africans at large eh uh, i can conclude by saying ANC Haina ina ANC Haina ina lesoyo ANC i kopan tsa hika South Africa gore re South Africa yarena, rena gore re balane letsolopelo ya baso ba le hika South Africa Kia ya
0: Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. We'll now move to the next speaker, who is Honorable Brink.
5: Amanda.
7: Chairperson, government has spoken a lot about the district development model, but said little about what it would actually entail. The model is meant to improve cooperation and coordination between different spheres of government, Apparently similar to the approach followed in the DA led Western Cape. It was going to be piloted in the OR Tambo and Waterberg districts, as well as the Etiquini Metro, presumably to check whether the model could improve governance and services. But a leaked document on the letterhead of the Department of Cooperative Governance has set a far more ambitious and ominous goal for the district model. Under the heading South Africa Economic Recovery Plan for Municipalities in response to COVID-19, and marked top secret, the document speaks of the macro reorganization of the state. It proposes that the district model be repurposed to establish permanent command councils with executive powers, which would, of course, be patently unconstitutional. But if the top secret document is to be believed, centralized decision-making and policy-making is the panacea to post-COVID economic recovery. While it would have been easy enough for government to publicly disavow this top-secret document, I await the president's reply as to whether it in fact reflects government's policy. In the meantime, and without a single report having been released on its successes and fails, it now seems to be the ANC's flagship local government policy. Last week, the Eastern Cape government proudly told the portfolio committee that in the OR Tambo municipality, the district model has been validated and institutionalized. Yet some of the worst abuses of COVID relief funds and outright misgovernment has happened in OR Tambo. Let's assume the district model is not a cover for a centralized system of command and control by national government. Even then, improved intergovernmental relations and the sharing of skills and resources is it's insufficient response people. to the collapse of local the government in large parts of the country. The municipalities that are failing and have been cited over and over again by the AG are three fundamental problems in common, besides being mostly aged the, the first problem yes, is that for decades, these been have appointed the over 1,077 on the basis people of
12: politics. The injection creates antibodies and white and blood, blood cells that
11: can actually
12: fight the coronavirus.
7: coronavirus. And
12: here's the best Especially
7: news, the most promising news that we've seen so far. There's no dangerous side effects. Side effects. Some, Some people have developed yet, what they say is a fever or a mild headache, and
12: that's just about them. It. But
7: it's important to also point out that this is just a trial. There's
12: still several more trials ongoing across the
7: world, particularly in the U.S. and right here in South Africa. The job. In partnership no with minister, Oxford University University, is also running trials on a very same vaccine, So I will get politics. more analysis on this the
12: second story
7: problem for you is a little later on in South Africa tonight. Some by by promising and news that something we need to be Already bereft of internal about. skills, municipalities rely ever more on tenders that cannot deliver value for money. And lastly. As more municipalities start to collapse, Cogta and the provinces are slow and reluctant to use their constitutional powers to intervene. As is the case of Makana, or they abuse these powers, as is the case of Tswane. To rebuild local government, we don't need district hubs, command councils, or a new constitutional model. We need to abandon policies and laws that prevent councils from delivering the best possible services... Communities. Until the government agrees to these changes, the DA can hardly support this budget. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member.
0: Our next speaker will be Honorable Hatebe. Thank you. Thank
12: you thank you thank you honorable Chairperson. honorable chair as the african national congress we are not aloof or in denial about the current challenges facing many of our local municipalities equally we are not only going to focus on problems like what the opposition parties are good at you see honorable Chair, when you only focus on problems you will have more problems however when you focus on possibilities you will have more opportunities Therefore, as a governing party, we choose the latter, seeing that the former is opposition's daily bread. <laughs> Honorable Chaperson, uh, local government is the sphere of government closest to the people where basic services are delivered by local municipalities. As such, the expectation from communities of getting quality services is very high. However, these expectations are often met with challenges Honorable Chair, it is therefore important to note that in terms of the supreme law of this country, which is Act 108, 1996, Section 151, subsection 2 states the following, and I quote, the executive and legislative authority of municipality is vested in its municipal council. So while COCTA nationally endeavor to do everything possible within the confines of the law to assist struggling municipalities, it is important to bear in mind that executive and legislative authority of municipalities is vested within its municipal council. So, Honorable Hussein, if you understand and appreciate the above you'll probably appreciate why Minister Nkosta Zanazlamini Zuma will do whatever it takes to save lives in our country. Your entire speech was focused on Zol and alcohol, which clearly exposes your narrow white capital interest. As the ANC, we refuse to allow our country to be seen as a country of drunkards and addicts. While you are still bitter with the court outcomes on cigarettes and alcohol, ANC has a huge responsibility to govern the country and save lives. The latest audit outcome, uh, Honorable Chair, indeed, the 2018-2019 local government audit outcome leaves much to be desired. Hence, uh, the report of the Auditor General was titled, Not much to go around, yet not the right hands on the Till." Yes, only 20 out of 275 municipalities achieved clean audits, and 33 were disclaimed with findings. Uh, To date, we have 28 audits that are still outstanding but now but the whole of the is to and here it is now i know he's going to do it justice to implement, here to perform effective something about the in name jesus financial management, By and yours, management Julie, please infrastructure, make some service holy goes noise and for joshua local government legislators and related systems municipal finance management act section 131 subsection 1 requires that municipalities develop post-audit action plan to address issues raised by auditor general and other legislative background of addressing issues raised by auditor general Finance management, as well as section 48 and 48 of municipal systems and honorable chapters, strengthen and support local government. The department has signed the memorandum of understanding with national treasury to ensure collaboration and coordination of assisting municipalities with governance, service delivery, and financial management. Municipalities are supported, monitored in recruitment processes. Selection of qualified and competent senior managers to ensure institutional yeah, stability like at the administration level. The current Set municipal system amendment bill yeah, that yeah, is before Parliament for finalization is a key factor which will see the professionalization me of me local me government. I Furthermore, it will assist yeah, municipalities yeah, with the implementation yeah. of skills audit system. In Honorable chapters in the professionalization of local government remain on <laughs> the coverage of the EU. Hence, in our city, the South Central Central in Nazareth, where our delegation, by the way, adopted a strategy in participation of the United States, and I think special focus to be paid to the quality of speakers a political and administrative matters from the perspective of their orientation, academic qualifications, and ethical achievements. The integrity, stability, yes, and the fight and the fight for the society as part of their solidarity, as in the bureaucracy and stability, especially in the modernist college system, systems of recruitment and evaluation of the should limit undue interference in the professional functioning of the public servant. Close quote. When we practice honorable uh, chair I would like to quote one of the famous quotes. This is the following. When you practice our revolutionary democracy in every aspect of our party life, every responsible member must have the courage to assume the responsibility of vetting from others a so proper respect than his work and properly respecting the work of others. Hide nothing from the masses of our people. Tell no lies. Expose lies whenever they oppose so much or no political. No信じ, tell no and That was Khaled, uh, Khaled now another difficulty. Why do you come here and blame the sailors of the, the like government in what <laughs> country? You and in which in the one You have a word. That is, led by EFF member, and all the ladies in that ward fall in the toilet and the 40th of April because of the poor condition of toilet in the area. did the ESF counselor do? instead of giving the old lady a toilet, uh, the ESF counselor to terrorize the to members of CFF and roll out to members of and ignoring the vulnerable and the most needy in that area. But thanks to our hardworking Portfolio Committee Chair, Honourable Mutambi, and the SALGA President, Msinga Dleng. Uh, the mayor of Pulukwane, they visited the old lady and attended to her challenges. As we speak, Ukusimena will now receiving a better sanitation.
8: I think you are lying.
12: Tell no lies, claim no no easy victory, as the ANC will expose you for who you are. Now, <laughs> the D A will you bring should Can I be protected oh, wow. from this popcorn?
0: Honourable members,
12: Ufana na Jengawe. They must stop behaving like popcorns When the pot gets hot, they jump up and down.
0: Honourable members,
12: true.
0: Mm. And we be in order. And, honourable uh, Hatrebe, your time is up.
12: Thank you, Honourable Chair.
6: Ya goe, Malibongwe,
5: Malibongwe,
3: Order,
0: honorable
12: members.
0: Order. Honorable members will now proceed to the next the Honorable bon, bon, bon. of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. Honorable members, you don't have to switch on your mind to congratulate someone. Can we be in order? The honorable, the minister.
1: thank you very much. And thank you to all the members who are present in this debate, but also those who have participated. I will not have time to respond to all, but I just want to make it clear first that um, the constitution gives the Treasury the the right to deal with financial issues. And the MFA, MFMA also gives the Treasury the responsibility to work with municipalities on the budget issues on the financial issues, on compliance. Uh, So if you read chapter two of the MFA, uh, it will show you that uh, supervision over local government finance management, general functions of the national treasury and provincial treasuries. So we can work with them, but the responsibility, and that's why even transactions that happen at local government go to treasury, they don't come to us because that is the main function of treasury. So I just want to clarify that for a start and to clarify for whoever that UIF is not uh, managed by COPTA. It's managed by the Department of Labor. So as we try and attack, or the opposition attacks COPTA, but at least attack us on things that we are responsible for. Uh, then I want to mm. say, yes, uh, I, I would agree with the Honorable Lutuli that we must want or to make sure that all the municipalities, uh, their impacts work properly. So we will try and work with uh, the responsible uh, people to to ensure that. And I think, uh, honorable, thank you. I think you must also read your parliamentary questions. The answer to the question you mentioned was actually submitted on the 28th of May 2020. Today it's 20. Second of July. So I don't think you should come and say something that is not true here. And then I also would like to agree uh, with the Sheikh uh, uh, that we must deal with the triple C's. Uh, indeed, working with treasury and the rest of government, will, and and police and all, we should work in 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 terms of corruption. Um, consequences are important. Capacity is important. Just to say, it may not be a big in a big issue, but in the issue raised by I think ACDP where. There were were monies paid to the wrong people Um, in the municipality. I think that was greatest in Kukuni. The the, the disciplinary cases have taken place. Two of the people were dismissed. The third case is still on. So it's not true to say there are completely no consequences when there are Things that
0: are done wrongly. Um, to honourable Brink, minister, I, uh, honourable minister, I'm, I'm informed that Dr Mulder has his hand up. Sorry to disturb you, honourable Mulder.
7: Yes, thank you, honourable chairperson. I would like to inquire from the honourable minister
0: if she's prepared to take a question. Honourable minister, are you prepared to take a question?
1: If you give me extra minutes.
0: Not
1: not in the time that I have. Um, Thank you. Very much. Honorable Brink, uh, first of all, let's not talk about leaked documents. I'm not going to respond to what you call leaked documents. I'm going to respond to official documents. So, I won't, I won't, I won't respond to that. And let me tell you, Honorable uh, Brinker, that KEDA does not mean unprofessional. Uh, there is no mutual exclusivity from KEDA and professional. So, I, I don't think you should say we must employ the right KEDA because it means it will not be a professional person. That cannot be true. And that cannot be right. Um, I agree with Honorable Beghi. uh, And uh, I won't go into that. And Honorable Mato, and also the chair of the portfolio committee, uh, will try and do our best. But let me maybe add to what Honorable Hadebe said to Honorable Hussein. You know, honorable Hussein, I used to have great respect for you as an honorable member, but today I've lost that respect. And uh, that's why at initial I thought I would not dignify what you have said with a response. But I just want to say, uh, we are in government trying to balance life, saving lives, and livelihoods. We care about our people's lives. Equally, we care about their livelihoods. We care about ensuring that hospitals remain open and beds
0: remain Honor available, reporter, people may operate. not be wet. The time is up. Oh, okay.
12: Bogordo Malibu,
5: Malamakos, Malibu, Can we have order? Can we have
0: order?
4: You just that the times up, NC's times up,
5: cheapest. stop holding
0: like a puppet. Yeah, Honourable members, order. Members are reminded that the debate on higher education and training budget board and women. Youth and persons with disabilities
10: budget vote
0: will take place two o'clock on the virtual platform. That concludes the debate and the business of this virtual mini plenary session.
5: (laughs)
9: Viva, viva! Viva, viva! Viva! Viva, viva!
5: Viva, viva! We are dying. We are dying. We are